Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. This afternoon, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be here to hear your word. Lord, we see it and we deem it a great blessing. We see it as a great privilege, Lord, that you have called us um, amongst many people. You have selected us and you have chosen us to sit us down to speak to us. Lord, we avail our hearts. Speak to our hearts. Change our hearts. Change our minds. Change the way we think. Draw us closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seat and sit on top of your enemy. Sit. Let your enemy feel it. Sit on top of your enemy. I didn't say break the chair. Just your enemy. Break your enemy. Amen. Wonderful. Awesome. So, well, I want to share a simple message with you as we are entering the month of May, a month that we have declared honor your prophet month. I want to share with you, I'm going to share just a short series of messages with you, and it's going to bless you. I'm going to just introduce it today, and then we will continue. And I call it honoring the servant of God. Honoring the servant of God. Honoring the servant of God. Hallelujah. Honoring the servant of God. Turn with me to Matthew 26 and verse number 6. If you have the um, New American Standard, New American Standard Bible, I want to read it. Honoring, honoring the servant of God or honoring God's servant. Honoring God's servant. Matthew 26 and verse number 6. It says, Now when Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster vial of very costly perfume. And she poured it on his head as he reclined at the table. But the disciples were indignant when they saw this and said, Why this waste? For this perfume might have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, why do you bother the woman? For she has done a good deed to me. Why do you bother the woman? For she has done a good deed to me. Hallelujah. You see, in this short passage, Jesus is teaching us a very wonderful thing. He's teaching us a great lesson 
in this passage. He says, when the disciples, the, the previous verse, I think it's verse 8, he says, verse 8, he says, but the disciples were indignant. What does that mean? What does the word indignant mean? Look in your dictionary, somebody, if you have a dictionary, look in the dictionary and tell me the meaning of the word indignant. I-N-D-I-G-N-A-N-T. Indignant. It says, but the disciples were indignant when they saw this and said, why this waste? Why this waste? They were indignant. Anybody has found a word? What does it say? Annoying. They were annoyed. Indignant means annoying. They were offended. What other word? They felt this unfair treatment. They were displeased. They were resentful. They were provoked to anger. They felt it was unjust that such an expensive thing be done to a man of God. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? They felt, you see, that they felt that it was unjust. It was an unfair treatment. They were mad. They were irritated. Wow. They were infuriated. They were displeased. They were exasperated. Wow. You see, all these things happen amongst us. When a man of God is being honored. Amen. But Jesus is saying, don't bother the woman. Why do you bother the woman? She has done something that is good deed to me. She has done a good deed to me. Something that we must admire. What she has done, we must accept. We must welcome it. And we shouldn't criticize it. She has done a good deed. Hallelujah. And what is this good deed? What is this good deed? It is the expenditure of something expensive on God's servant. This is what we are talking about. To expend such an expensive thing on the servant of God, Jesus said it is a good deed. Wow. It is a good thing to spend something that is costly on the servant of God. It is a good thing. Hallelujah. Now you notice here that Jesus had been with these people for a long time. He never asked for them to honor him. Do you understand? He never asked, why? Why did he never, if he felt there's this good deed, and this was close to the end of his ministry, that he wanted us to, because we will see that he wants this to be written among the gospel, that it shall be part of generational word from God, that from generation to generation, they will be aware of this good. That means that he wants us to learn it. Amen. Because he says that, go and teach them of all that I have taught you. Do you understand? He never asked them to honor him. And 
Why would he ask them to honor him? Because it is a dishonor when you ask people to honor you. It means that you have accepted that they have dishonored you. Do you understand? It means that you have accepted that they have disregarded you. They have disregarded your wealth. And so you expect that they should regard your honor. Or they, re- they should regard your worth. And that is a dishonor already. And so he never asked them to honor him. Hallelujah. If something is worth honoring and you don't honor it, or if something is admirable and you don't admire it, it means you show total disregard for that thing. Hallelujah. If someone is worth honoring and you don't honor him, the opposite is that you have dishonored him. Isn't that so? Yeah. Now I want you to take note of this. One, one moral reason, and I mean moral, one moral reason or moral justification that we may have or we may offer as why we must not spend anything costly on the servant of God, one moral reason or one moral justification is that there are poor people around. Do you understand? One moral reason why we must not spend so much on a man of God or on a servant of God is that there are poor people around. Hallelujah. We can justify that instead of honoring the servant of God with such costly thing or with such costly item, why don't we use the money and buy some food and feed the homeless? Perhaps we can evangelize to them. Doesn't it sound moral? Doesn't it sound reasonable? Doesn't it make sense to you? Why don't we buy clothes, use clothes or whatever, buy food and go to a shelter and give to them and as they are coming to receive them, we can evangelize to them. Doesn't it sound like a good idea? Hallelujah. Why don't we buy and just go out on the street, all these beggars that are on the street begging for food, let us have some food items with all this money. Do you know how many poor people we can feed? How many poor people will gather around us? Why don't we buy things like that and go and give to the poor and evangelize to them? Daniel, don't you think it's a reasonable thing? Yes. We may deem it a reasonable deed. Something worth doing. Something that morally is correct. And in fact, even if you discuss it with a servant of God, if you were to discuss it with me, for instance, that reverend, instead of having this thing, why don't we buy, use the money, and buy all kinds of food items and use it as a means of evangelism to the poor. You see, it may, it, it, the, the man of God, oh, 
I, as a man, will may, may agree with you and say, it sounds reasonable. But Jesus says no. He said no. He said the right thing to do is to honor the servant of God. The right thing to do is to honor the servant of God. Yes, it is costly. Yes, it can feed many poor people. But Jesus says it is still worth spending something costly on the man of God. Though the poor is still around. Hallelujah. Though the poor is still around. Hallelujah. You see, verse 11, it says, For you always have the poor with you. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. You do not always have me. Sometimes, an opportunity to honor a man of God, it comes once. It comes once. And if you miss it, you may not have that opportunity again. Amen. It says, you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. We always have someone who is in the church who is unemployed. We will always have, we will not come to a stage where everyone in the church and the ones who are visiting us this week and next week that, that will come and join us, they are all employed. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? We will always have some unemployed with us. And so we can always have justification. Reverend, why don't we use all this and the people who are unemployed, let us buy some grocery, let's give to them. We will always have people amongst us who are struggling to pay their rent. Hallelujah. We will always have people amongst us who have student loans or who have credit card bills that they are struggling to pay. The poor we will always have with us. We will always have the poor with us. The poor is a part of life on this earth. Jesus says you always will have the poor. As long as we live here on this earth, we will always have the poor. Hallelujah. We can never get to a stage in our life here on this earth that there is no poor person amongst us. As much as we will want that to be the case. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Or you don't like my message? Amen. It says it is worth it. Why do you bother her? It says leave her alone. Don't bother her. If you are not doing it, don't bother her. You see, if we were to, if you were at work and it was your manager's birthday, your boss's birthday, and they're saying they are making a collection, they are collecting to buy him this expensive wristwatch, you will not complain. You will not complain. You will give. I say you will give. And you will, not, you will not be happy that they say, oh, let's go to 28th Street. Your boss that lives on 
Long Island, this expensive mansion, you will not say, let's go to 28th Street and buy one of those wholesale watches and give him because he's rich. You see, you will buy him something of his worth, something that is worth his status. When I was leaving a job, when I was living, one time I was leaving a job, I've worked there for many years and I was leaving the job, they bought me this expensive wristwatch, very expensive wristwatch. They bought it for me. Do you understand? So I saw it as something that I am worth. If they all came together, it's very expensive. <laughs> if I tell you the name, you realize you, you, even you will know that it is very expensive, but I'm not going to tell you because some of you, I don't know how, I don't know your, if you are true born again, you know, your robbery, robbery lifestyle. If all things are passed away, I'm not sure. If truly all things have become new, I don't know. Hallelujah. You see, if it was to do with your boss, if we were to buy something like that for your boss, you wouldn't say, oh, let us pick some Fordham Road on the street. Let's pick up one, watch, and give it to him. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But when it comes to a servant of God, when it comes to honoring a servant of God with something substantial, suddenly we remember the poor. Suddenly we remember the homeless. When it comes to honoring a servant of God, suddenly we are aware of shelter. That there are shelter groups around. There are shelter homes around. Suddenly, as we make a decision to honor a servant of God, suddenly you remember that you have this poor nephew back home who cannot pay, who cannot afford his tuition, and you need to support. Why can't I use that money to support? Suddenly, suddenly. But I tell you, if we were to buy an expensive wristwatch for your boss, you will not remember the homeless. You will not think of shelter groups. You will not think of your poor nephew or niece who cannot afford to go to school because no one is taking care of her. When it comes to honoring the man of God, that is when these things come in. And I wonder who is even more honorable, who is more deserving to honor, your boss or a servant of God? Who is worth more honorable? Amen. You see, and suddenly all these things come in your mind. That we can use it to do this. And that makes me understand that this is a spiritual thing. This is a spiritual thing that is fighting you. It is a blessing that is coming your way that the enemy is fighting you and giving you a moral justification why you should not do that. Hallelujah. Why you should not do that. Jesus said, she has done a good deed. Stop bothering her. She has done a good deed. Stop bothering her. Hallelujah. You see, that is why, that is why sometimes when you are making such a decision to honor a servant of God, you must not even discuss it with other people. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. 
That is why when you are making a decision to honor a servant of God, you don't have to discuss it with other people. You don't have to make an announcement of it, what you are planning to do. Because I think that it is a high-level spiritual act. It's a high-level spiritual act, which means it's for mature, spiritually mature people. Which means that it doesn't matter how long you have been with Christ. It doesn't matter how long you have been a Christian. It doesn't matter how long you have been in the church. If you don't have this spiritual maturity and understand this spiritual act and receive this great revelation, you may be indignant when this decision is made. You will be, you will be irritated when we begin to make noise about the servant of God. You will be angry when we begin to make noise about a great man of God. If you do not have that spiritual maturity and understanding, you'll be irritated. Hallelujah. I say you'll be irritated. I'm almost done with my message, so don't worry. Whether you like it or not. This is what's on the table. Hallelujah. You'll be irritated. You see, the people have been with Christ for a long time. They have seen the great wonders. They have seen the miracles. They have seen the things that he has done. But they were indignant. And they felt, and they're indignant. They say it was an unfair treatment. Why should he alone be selected to be honored like that? He says when he's gone, Peter will assist him. When was Peter's birthday? Why didn't we do that? Peter is his assistant, but Peter is not Jesus. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, you have to be spiritually mature to understand these things. You You have to have certain spiritual maturity and understanding to receive these things. But I pray that God will give you such maturity. I pray that you will be that spiritual mature people. Amen. That there is a blessing in honoring a servant of God. That someone who stands in the stead of God to honor such a person. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So when you are honoring a great man of God, when you are honoring a servant of God with something substantial, something as the alabaster box with precious ointment, sometimes you don't need to have discussion with others. You don't have to call and ask, what do you think? This is what I'm planning to do. See, assuming she had called Peter, and she called and said and discussed it with him before coming, before honoring the servant of God. What do you think he would have said? They were, they were indignant. They felt that it's injustice. They felt that it is unfair. We have all been with him. It's unfair for him to receive that. They will feel that he, it is unfair. This man, you, he doesn't need all of this. 
This is the man who can call a fish and then take gold from the fish's mouth. He doesn't need all of this. He's rich. He can feed 5,000 people from his own pocket. He's rich. He doesn't need it. You see, that, that it takes a spiritual, mature person to understand that I'm not giving to him because he needs it. I'm giving to him because he's worth it. I want to honor him. I'm giving it to him because he stands in the stead of God. Hallelujah. If he had discussed it with Peter, he, she would never would have done it. What about if she had discussed it with Judas? Hey. She actually called Judas and said, Jude, this is what I'm planning. You see my alabaster box, I've kept it for years. But what I want to do today is as Jesus is in Simon's house, I'm coming there. And I'm going to break my alabaster box to anoint him with that. Judas. He will say, do you know how much you are talking about? Do you know how much money you are talking about? That just one day you are, what did you have to drink last night? You see? What, what, did you, what did you eat this morning? Where did you sleep? You see, he would think that you are out of your mind. It will never would have happened. And so sometimes when you are planning to honor a man of God, you don't have to have a lengthy discussion with people. Hallelujah. Verse 14. You see, it can bring offense. Let's just continue to read. Let's, did we finish verse 11? Verse 11. He said, for you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. For when she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be spoken of in memory of her. What this woman has done. That looks to you as something that is not fair. That looks to you as something that is irritating. Cindy, he says, what this woman has done, let it be written amongst the gospel that wherever the gospel is preached, let this also, today, 2017, let us also share that. What that woman has done. There were, the Bible says that there were many things that Jesus did. Many things that if they were to write them, the whole world would not even be able to contain them. If the whole world were to be a book. But for this, it says what this woman has done will also be spoken of in memory of her. So wherever this gospel is preached, wherever the gospel of let us also include this. It's a good deed. And verse 14, he says, then one of the twelve, you see, whenever it comes to this type of honoring, it can bring offense. And it can make people leave the church. 
it can irritate people. And it can, it, it, it can cause a lot of confusion. Sometimes it can cause disagreement amongst even couples. Do you understand? It can bring conflict. It can offend people enough that it drives them out of the church. So look at this. It says, then, that means that it's continuing the story. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Or you don't understand? Agnes, do you understand the story, the, the message I'm sharing? It says, then, then, that means that it is continuing. It says, then, one of the twelve, named Judas Iscariot, right away, he says, went to the chief priest. He says, enough is enough. Now I have a good reason to do this. Then, just honoring the servant of God. Me already, I'm having some plans about you, but this thing that you have done is unfair. It's unjust. It's not fair. It's not right. That we have poor people around and you alone, we should do this. Why can't we use the money to evangelize? It's unfair treatment. He said, then one of the twelve named Judas Iscariot went to the chief priest and said, what are you willing to give me? Tell me, what are you, what are you willing to give me for this man? He said, what are you willing to give me to betray him to you? He will not even mention his name. You know who I'm talking about. He said, you know who? He says, who? Who are you talking about this time? Because the last time we had a discussion, you were you're still thinking about it. But who is it that you are, all of a sudden you have come? You know him, our man. Everything must be about him. Everything should be about him. Somebody has brought oil to the church, expensive thing to the church, and it's for him alone. It's not fair. What are you willing to give me to betray him to you? And they weighed out 30 pieces of silver to him. Hallelujah. They weighed out 30 pieces of silver. Hallelujah. And then, from then on, from then on, from then on, from then on. You see, I am praying that this after May, this scripture will not be a part of you. He says, from then on, he began looking for a good opportunity to betray Jesus. That means he began looking for a good reason to leave the church. He began looking for a good reason to end it. From then on, he began looking for a good reason. May it never be your story. I say, may it never be your story. But may the month of May be a blessing to you. I say, may it bring you blessings. May it never give you a mentality to leave the church. May it never make you feel indignant. May it never irritate you. That we are honoring a servant of God. But may he bring you blessings. May he bring you prophecies. May you bring you fulfilled prophecies. May he bring you great works. He said that for there he could do no miracles. But as you honor the servant of God, may he bring you blessings. May he bring you miracles. In the name of Jesus. Even as you listen to the podcast, may you receive. May, you, may he bring you miracles. May he bring you changes in your life. 
elevation and exaltation in your life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. May you have a heart that honors the servant of God. May God give you a heart that honors the servant of God. May God give you a heart that welcomes such decision. A heart that is all out to support such a decision. To honor a great man of God. To honor a servant of God. A servant of God does not need to be poor before we honor him. He does not need to have a need that he does not need it. We should never say that. Oh, but he does not need it. He does not need, he doesn't have to have a need to honor him. When you are giving to someone because of a need, it's not an honor. It's not an honor. That you, you, you are giving, if you give to the poor, are you honoring the poor? The poor is hungry and the poor comes and then he begs and then you give him five dollars. Have you honored him? But Jesus says, the poor you will always have with you. You will always have the poor with you. There will be always poor with us. Let us not look at the poor and disregard honoring a man of God. Jesus says, it is a good deed. He says, she has done a good deed. And this thing that she has done, it must be preached among the gospel. Wherever the gospel is preached, let us preach it. Let it be written in the word of God and let it be shared. Hallelujah. May it never be your story that you feel indignant because of the honor of God. Stand to your feet. Let us pray. Stand to your feet. Oh, Jesus. We are thankful and grateful. We thank you, Lord, that we even have an opportunity. He says, the poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. But, Lord, we are thankful that in our season, in our time, we have the opportunity. We have lived to have the opportunity. We have remained in this church to have the opportunity to honor a servant of God. We are grateful and we are thankful in the name of Jesus. We honor. We glorify you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. You say this is also a good day. What she has done is a good day. Honoring a servant of God is a good day. In the midst of poverty, it is a good deed also to honor a servant of God. In the midst of unemployment, in the midst of unable to pay rent, in the midst of difficulty with finances, it is also a good deed that we honor a man of God. It is a good deed that we honor a servant of God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Yes. Jesus. Oh, let us have the heart, oh God. The heart of the woman with the alabaster box. Father, she had needs. She wasn't a wealthy woman. She wasn't overflowing with wealth. But Lord, whatever she had, she was willing to honor you with it. She was willing to honor a servant of God. She was willing. We don't need to overflow. We don't need to have in abundance we say we have so much that we can honor a servant of God yes he is worthy he says what she has done is a good day oh my son I listen Lord speak to me 
church. Deliver us, Lord, from that spirit that was upon the disciples. Deliver us, oh God, from the spirit that came upon the disciples. That made them feel indignant. Lord, deliver us from that spirit. The spirit of irrevocable. Father, the spirit of irritation. The spirit that irritates us to honor a servant of God. The spirit that causes pleasure as we honor a servant of God. Deliver us, O God. For this also is a good deed. And Lord, it's a spiritual battle. May we overcome this spiritual battle. Let it not be named amongst us as a church that we do not honor our prophet. That we do not honor as a servant of God. Oh, Jesus. We are thankful. We are grateful. In the name of Jesus. I'm listening, Lord. Speak to me. Speak to me. servant of God. Deliver us from that spirit. And I pray Lord, as we honor our servant, the servant that you have given us, as we honor our servant of God, as we honor our prophet, Lord we ask, let great miracles happen in our lives. In the name of Jesus, let every blessing that comes with honoring a servant of God, let that blessing come upon us as a church. In the name of Jesus, for you say, for there he could do no miracles. But Lord, amongst us, great miracles shall occur. Amongst us, great blessings shall come. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity.
to honor a servant of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You have not given your life to Christ. And you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. I want to welcome Christ into my life. If that is your prayer, I want to pray with you. I want to say a short prayer with you. You are here this afternoon. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. Just wherever you are. Maybe you used to walk with Christ. But you feel in your heart that you are very far away from Christ. You feel your heart that I need to come back to my Jesus. If that is your prayer. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Is anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Christ. Anyone here like that? Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You want to receive Jesus Christ into your life. You want to be born again. You are saying, I don't want to go to hell when I die. I don't, I want to be with Jesus. If that is you, lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, that you gave us your only begotten son to die for us. Lord, we cherish and honor this great gift that you have given us. We give you glory and we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, why don't you clap for Jesus? You are clapping for Jesus. And you may be seated. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.